You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. With the momentous announcement yesterday of a return to play from the CPL, we sat down with Wanderers President Derek Martin to get the scoop. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe. Now on with the show. So uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by El Presidente himself, uh, Derek Martin, um, on a momentous day for the league. Uh, welcome to the show again, Derek. Well, thanks for having me on, Anthony. It's, uh, it seems like many, many eons ago that we sat down <laughs> and uh, had our last discussion when we were all excited about what was coming up with the season. So uh, a lot's happened since then, but uh, great to chat with you tonight. Yeah, that feels like it was like 2015 at this stage, man, to be honest with you. I know. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess like the, uh, the first question I have is like, tell us your, tell us your feelings about having a, a season. Well, I'm obviously incredibly uh, excited uh, that we were able to pull this all together. And, you know, I, I tweeted out today, you know, this is uh, something we really, I really wanted to see happen to, you know, give our fans uh, some excitement and something to cheer for. And especially during a year that's been such a downer in so many ways <laughs> uh, in Nova Scotia, not just uh, maybe Nova Scotia more than some other places. So, you know, that, that was a big part of it. And, you know, really also, you know, our players have been here since March and, you know, uh, some of them have come from far away and, and moved to Halifax for the first time. And, you know, their introduction to the city was uh, some, some cold weather and then all of a sudden being stuck in an apartment <laughs> Uh, for three months, so you know, I think I think they've they've done a great job of continuing to work and be professionals, and you know, do everything they can to stay fit and stay ready. So I'm excited to uh, give them a chance to get out on the pitch and perform. And you know, I, no secret, I, I think for us this is a big year to have this uh, rebuilding effort uh, worked out and to really see you know what uh, what we were able to get in terms of you know talents and uh, drive and personalities um, in this new crop of players and you know I'm really excited that we're gonna get a chance to see them in a competitive environment and see how they see how they do yeah it's um i i think we're all excited to see it to be honest with you because it's like it's it's a whole new team right um there, there was talk about their, uh this being between uh langford and pei so why was pei chosen yeah well when we uh we're looking at uh you know what to do back in april you know we were a month into COVID, and uh you know things were very confusing and you know nobody was really sure if we would be able to still play some form of a season in our home market, or if we had to start looking at, you know, situations like we've ended up in where we had to do a bubble and pick one location. So as we were having those discussions kind of at an ownership level, um, you know, I, I, I suggested that I reach out to PEI and uh, I've worked with the folks over there in, in tourism before on different things. And, you know, at that point, PEI, uh, was by far the best uh, province in the country um, in terms of managing the virus and the number. I don't, I don't think they had any cases even then at that point. So, um, you know, reached out uh, and, and, and made an introduction to uh, the idea and the concept and started having the conversation. And at the same time, you know, the guys in Pacific uh, volunteered to do the same thing. 
uh, with Vancouver Island. You know, a lot of the same reasons, you know, two islands, opposite ends of the country, um, both were doing very well in terms of, uh, you know, how they were controlling and managing the pandemic. Um, and, and, you know, you got to remember at the start and throughout, and even today, you know, our number one concern is the health and safety of the players and the coaches and the people that, you know, we're accountable for that we're putting into this environment. So, you know, we really wanted to make sure that we picked um, the safest possible place to avoid um, as much risk as we possibly could. So, you know, the, the two islands on both coasts uh, seem to be the uh, safest two places we could start conversations with. And, you know, I, I think the guys at Pacific did a great job and they, they certainly had a ton of interest uh, from, from uh, the municipal and provincial folks there to, to host us. Uh, obviously, PEI felt the same way. And, and then it just became a, uh, I wouldn't say a competition, but it, it just became an evolving situation where, you know, as, as you guys, as everyone knows, like every day this changes and, and evolves. Um, and as I think BC kind of went in a certain direction and PPI went in a certain direction, it just became more and more uh, uh, plausible that PEI was, you know, setting up to be uh, the right place for us. And, you know, we've, we've worked hard with them, uh, their, their chief public health officer, their, their tourism people, uh, to really put together a plan that we feel extremely confident in uh, that, that, you know, we've learned from watching some of the other leagues and what they've done uh, to, to do the safest and most uh, successful, you know, uh, mini season that we possibly could. How important is that relationship with, with PI? Because it seems like you um, had to have used all your contacts to uh, to get to get things going over there. Like, um, do, you, do you have like a great relationship with the uh, the chief medical officer and stuff over there? Yeah, well, not not myself personally. Um, you know, my my relationships are with the uh, people in the tourism department, uh, based on you know from my past life doing past events. Um, on the islands, um, you know, or, or potentially looking at some of the events we brought to Halifax and, and talking about could we bring them to the island. So it, I came at it more from that perspective, and then they were able to, you know, bring in all the various powers that be uh, from the premier to the chief public health officer. And, you know, the beauty of doing business in the Maritimes is you can very quickly get to the decision makers. Um, <laughs> one, of the, one of the advantages, you know, of, of being here is, you know, you're only a couple of steps away uh, from talking to the people that ultimately can can say yes or no. Um, and I think that that helped us in this situation because we were able to get to a point really quickly um, where we knew there was genuine interest and a will to find a way to get it done as long as, you know, uh, we, were, we were respectful of, you know, what the province's priorities would be as well, which is they want to make sure that they're protecting their citizens and, and not allowing us to bring the virus onto the island just like we want to ensure that we're going to a place that doesn't have uh the virus to protect our group so you know once we established and you know may seem obvious but but once we established that that's where we were working from uh then the rest of it just became logistics uh, of which there's a mountain of them um <laughs> but but you can work through those once you once you have an agreement at the high level of we want to do this and we want to find a way to make it work. Um, and I think that, uh, that certainly helped, um, 
with me having those relationships and, and being able to get to that point relatively quickly. And then we just went from there. Kind of pays to be nice, right? Uh. <laughs> it does pay. Yeah, well, absolutely. And you come from it, as long as you're coming at it from a mutually respectful point of view, like obviously, you know, there's an economic impact value to the province for us to go. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of reasons why it makes sense. Um, but, and for us, it makes sense, obviously, for a whole bunch of reasons to, to create a made-for-TV event and get our product on, you know, uh, television to, you know, in, give our current fans uh, some enjoyment and some value, but also maybe attract some new fans. So there's, there's pluses all over the place uh, to do it. It's just, you know, battling through the constant barrage of uh, issues <laughs> uh, that, that come up over and over and over again, because you want to, you, you want to address as many of those early on as you can to avoid surprises uh, once you get there. So I, I think, you know, our, our, our league office team has done a great job um, working with the folks over in PEI to, you know, work through those details. And uh, again, we wouldn't have announced this and, and be moving forward if we weren't confident that we had, you know, our ducks in a row and uh, we were ready. So um, from a, uh, a player's perspective, uh, what, what sort of restrictions will they have when they, when they get to PEI? Yeah, so very similar to a lot of the other uh, league events you've seen, um, it's really important that the teams are isolated uh, when they arrive. So this idea of creating a bubble in the location that you go to. So uh, we're fortunate in Charlottetown, we've basically secured the uh, Delta Charlottetown and the convention center, nice. uh, which are attached to one another. Um, but we've secured the entire facility uh, for the full duration of the time that we're there. So uh, only our group of players, staff, uh, broadcast partners, um, referees, only those people will be in the hotel and the convention center, which allows us to do some fun things there because, you know, we have all the conference rooms and we have all the, uh, the workout rooms and the pool and all the different areas that we can then make available to the players. So, you know, we certainly appreciate that being in one place for, uh, you know, 50 to 60 days is, is a lot. Um, so, you know, trying to make it as comfortable and as interesting as we possibly can for them, uh, while also, you know, protecting them. And by, by keeping them in that one location, we're limiting the uh, opportunities they're going to have to uh, interact with anybody um, who, who may have slipped through the cracks. Um, you know, PEI has done a great job and they've got their own mechanisms for uh, keeping you know, the virus off the island, uh, which is, again, is one of the reasons why they were such a great partner to work with. But uh, taking that extra precaution of, you know, creating the bubble. And then even when you've created the bubble, each team will have its own bubble uh, in the sense of, you know, each team has its own team room, uh, uh, a conference room that, you know, will be set up for them as a team meeting room and a team eating room and a team uh, entertainment room and uh, physio room like it, it, all of those things will be built into it for each team uh, but allow each team to kind of stay on its own 
you know, in some ways, it's like it's like just taking all the away games we would have had uh, in the season and condensing it into one long away trip. <laughs> so uh, you, you want to be careful about, like, uh, you know, having people stuck in a hotel for 50 or 60 days. It doesn't turn into The Shining. Uh. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, luckily, luckily the Delta Australia uh, tent doesn't look like that one. But, yeah, it, it's a good point. It's a good point. And listen, I, I, I think it's um, it, it's taking a huge commitment from everyone, right? Like, it, all the coaches, the players, you know, they're all committing to this. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely, um, you know, everybody I think is appreciative uh, that they're doing that um, because genuinely they want to play and they want to, you know, have an opportunity to, to show their stuff. And, you know, I got a bunch of texts today from a bunch of our players saying that, which is really kind of cool to, to, to see that and know how excited they are to get that opportunity to uh, to do what they do, um, which is which is the play. Yeah, it's um, I'd imagine like because at the end of the day, I mean, like they've been training, like being as you said, been here since since March, and they're just raring to go. And as soon as that they're let out of the cage, <laughs> they're just they just want to yeah. do it, right? So, so Halifax is obviously a hop, skip, and a jump uh, in Canadian terms away from PEI. So, what do you say to those fans that may be tempted to take a trip to the island? to try and watch the games? Yeah, well, you know, obviously it would be my hope that at some point, uh, you know, before this is all over, that um, we'd have that ability to have fans come and watch. As it stands right now, the, the venue isn't open to fans. So, you know, that's part of the protocol and part of, you know, what, what the chief uh, public health officer and, you know, our, our group, um, one of the precautions you can take to help, uh, again, with the health and safety. Um, there's a chance that could change, though. I, you know, I, I, I think what we've all seen with this uh, over the last few months is that uh, things change, can change rather quickly um, based on what may happen in other markets or, you know, there's been the talk of, you know, the Canadian, uh, the Atlantic bubble extending to a Canadian bubble. And, you know, if you start to do that, then maybe it makes uh, more sense to allow some other um, leniencies on some different things. But uh, at this stage, you know, it's, it's really uh, not about that. It's about uh, this being a, a made-for-TV event that, you know, our fans can gather to watch at home or, you know, we're working with a number of the pub partners that we had last year uh, and even with the city to see if there's something we can do at the Wanderers Grounds uh, to create some viewing parties and, you know, try to try to create some of the social elements that made going to Wanderers games so much fun last year um, as part of a, a viewing experience for the games we play over there. That's amazing. Um, the, the, the idea of at least being able to get to Wanderers Grounds this year, we'll probably have a lot of uh, the people listening uh, very, very excited. How would you like the format that the uh, the leagues uh, come up for? I guess we shouldn't call it a tournament <laughs> for, the, for the season, I guess. I really like it. I think there's lots of different ways it could have been done. And uh, the great thing about uh, sports is there's always lots of good things for fans to debate. So I'm sure there can be lots of debate about this format. Uh, for me, it was important, as you say, that it was a season, a mini season, a truncated season, however you want to uh, look at it versus a tournament. Um, I, I like that better. I, I think when we look back on 2020 and uh, 10, 15, 20 years, we want to be able to say, 
uh, there was a season and there was a champion, even if it was a little different than what the other seasons look like. So I, I'm a fan of it. I think it gives us a good chance. Uh, we get to play every other team. Uh, you know, half the teams get uh, a chance to keep going. Uh, it makes every team, it, it makes every game really important um, uh, from the very first minute that you're playing until the last. So uh, I like it. Oh, awesome. Um, so uh, not to be negative or anything like that, but I, I feel like I should have to, I should address it. So um, there was uh, some frustration from the fans. I'm sure you've seen it yourself on Twitter and on, on Instagram, with the lack of communication about what's been happening. Um, how do you think the league can improve on this like going forward? Uh, yeah. And, and I wouldn't disagree. I think we all recognize um, there's, there's improvements that can be made there. I think, um, you know, there's a little bit of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, you know, if we keep just saying, give me more information soon, you kind of get, uh, get vilified for that. Uh, if you come out and say something too soon uh, that you then maybe have to change, you can get vilified for that. And if you don't say anything at all, you get vilified for that. So, you know, it, 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 it makes it tough when you've got an event as complicated as this uh, with so many moving parts and you're dealing with a political entity in a, in a province um, that, you know, you, you really don't want to share information uh, that could get them, put them in an awkward situation. Um, and, and, you know, if you look at the province of PEI, for example, you know, they, uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, they had a, a small outbreak that came out of nowhere timing of that wasn't good for us <laughs> as we were <laughs> to you know, finalize this uh, project. So, so there's some things out of our control. Um, and, and I don't say that to avoid responsibility. I think, you know, we as a league, as a group of clubs that uh, make up that league have to always look at that stuff and, you know, with a uh, critical eye ourselves and, and try to get better. But um, I will say, I think in this particular case, there were so many moving parts um, that it was really difficult to say anything of consequence uh, publicly. So if you're not going to say anything of consequence, um, sometimes you're, you're better off not saying anything at all. Um, but we'll certainly have to review all of that. And, and you know, the, the, the frustrations are valid. It, you know, we kind of joked earlier, um, you know, people being upset means they care. Uh, and I, and I think we can't ever lose sight of that is it's, is I'd much rather have, uh, and have to deal with fixing, you know, people that are, are upset because they care versus apathy and it, nobody really uh, caring about what you do or what you don't do. So, uh, it's a good problem to have, but something we definitely have to work on. There's, that's a great answer. You should become a politician yourself, man, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> so uh, at our roundtable, I, I was back in February, I think, uh, my friend Andy, like, uh, he was just a kind of an off-the-cuff kind of question. He asked about COVID, maybe affecting the season. And we all kind of looked at him as kind of like just going like, what's this guy going on about? This is a, a happening in age. It's got nothing to do with us. So here we are now five months down the road. So how has how's this affected the club financially? And uh, can you reassure the fans that all is well? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can, you know, there's no uh, chance uh, that based on this, you know, we're in trouble uh, in terms of continuing on. Uh, I can say that confidently about the entire league. You know, we're, we're, we're all uh, struggling. Uh, I think like probably most people are and most businesses are, and there's no, 
point in trying to sugarcoat that. You know, we're 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 forced um, in the second year of our existence to you know basically have zero revenue um, because uh, as we announced today, and and I think it's the right thing to do. Obviously, anybody that uh, purchased a season ticket with us uh, or any sponsors that uh, you know gave us money. You know, everything they've given us is basically just being pushed forward to 2021. And, you know, everybody uh, has the full value of what they gave us. And, you know, we'll be locked in at the same price for 2021. So, you know, in our world, that means that all that revenue is deferred until 2021 because that's we're going to need it to use it to run the season then. so, so, you know, it means we really don't have any revenue um, for 2020 uh, outside of whatever we might be able to do now with, you know, uh, programs like the Collective, which was uh, launched today, which is really just a, you know, a smaller way for uh, people to still get involved and get some benefits uh, of being involved with the league and with the club. And, you know, if there's some events or some different things that we can do on a smaller scale, great. Um but it's a challenge, you know, and uh, I, I think uh, we are very fortunate, uh, you know, to be in Canada and, you know, some of the government programs that came out, like the, uh, the wage subsidy enabled us to, you know, keep all of our staff employed. Uh, we haven't had to lay off anyone, which I'm really you know, happy about and proud of. Uh, we've got a great young team that works at the office and it, it would have been uh, a real shame uh, to lose them. Uh, selfishly for us as we uh, grow because they're really talented and we want to keep them and you know obviously for them uh, it's great that uh, they're able to keep getting a paycheck so you know those those things um, made this year for us almost be like a a gap year (laughs) if you will where you know I think it's important for us to to do everything we can to you know keep engaging with our fans and keep engaging with our partners and really just kind of tread water until, uh, you know, we get to the point uh, where this uh, pandemic is, I don't know if I can say it's over, but we're at the point where, you know, we're, we're getting ready to launch a season under more normal circumstances and we get back to that fun Wanderers Grounds uh, game day atmosphere. Yeah, we, we definitely all miss it. So um, just speaking of the collective there, like how did that idea come about and um what, what are the benefits for the fans because i know there's a lot of questions about it today so uh yeah you know it was um it was an idea generated just through discussion amongst all the clubs kind of ticketing people um and we were getting lots of feedback from members throughout the last number of months where you know people were saying hey how do i still support the club and you know what what what's going to happen and it, kind of the question you asked you know like how do we make sure the club's still here and if you guys are in trouble how can we help you out and and really the collective was a way to try to bundle some benefits uh like the one soccer membership like uh a 2020 jersey um with some of the things we traditionally give to season ticket holders um at a, at a lower price point, obviously, because you're not getting that game day experience, but, but in a way that, you know, we could try to, uh, realize some revenue this year. Um, because as I mentioned, you know, it's difficult for us to do all those things with, you know, gifts and rewards and benefits. If there's no actual revenue that we can count towards 2020, 
because if it's being deferred until 2021, as I mentioned, then we have to use that money in 2021 to pay our salaries and our travel costs and, you know, all the things that we usually have uh, to, to run the team. So, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a good idea. You know, again, it's an option. It's not something someone has to take. It's a, it's an option if they want to take it. Um, you know, I think, I think we'll have a, a large number of people that will opt to simply just defer, uh, the, leave their money in as a credit and, and have it get applied to their 2021 tickets, which is certainly, you know, totally great and we appreciate it. Um, but if there are those that want to do a little bit more, um, the collective's an option for them. And, and then there's a third group, which, you know, these are the people that amaze me um, that, that, you know, do say, hey, I just want to donate the whole value. Um, of the package uh, this year and we'll buy new tickets next year. And, and for those people, you know, we certainly want to do something extra special, um, but they would get all the same benefits that the folks in the collective would get. Uh, plus uh, uh, some special things we're going to do for them uh, down the road. So, you know, we just tried to be creative and tried to come up with some different ways to engage folks. And, you know, for me, it's always, how do we give options? Um, and as long as the fans feel like they have different options, then I think we're uh, doing the best we can to uh, keep trying to give them some value for, you know, their hard earned money and what they, what they do to support us. And uh, so, so you're not trying to uh, usurp James and the privateers or anything like that. They haven't got too big for their boots, right? No. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a, you know, to be, to be honest, I'm a little disappointed that, um, that 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 we didn't think more carefully about the language um, because I have heard that from a couple of people and you know that certainly isn't the intent and if anything the supporters groups across the country are the lifeblood and the the backbone of of kind of how this league was built um, last year and and I think if uh, just like we have to go back and, and, you know, be critical of ourselves about our communication strategy. I think we need to be um, critical of ourselves on, on maybe, you know, the wording that we used because there was no intent to try to uh, make any of the supporters uh, groups feel uh, minimized. If anything, it was trying to unite all of those groups together and say, Hey, you know, you guys are really, uh, the groups that we want more people to be involved in. So by joining together as a national group, um, you know, there's more power in that, but I can totally see how that didn't translate. Um, and I think, I think that's where some of the confusion and maybe some of the uh, um, frustration has set in, but, you know, I, I've spoken to James about it already and, you know, he knows that, uh, we certainly uh, don't feel that way. And, um, you know, our, our, our privateers are, you know, uh, and our ultras are the, uh, and, and geez, there's more now. I got to track them all. We've got our 104 crew. And, 102. Uh, I got it. Yeah, 102. I got to keep up with them all. But uh, yeah, no, no, it's, um, it's something we'll have to, we'll have to, again, you know, after all of this, uh, sit down and, 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 you know, really, uh, uh, evaluate how how we did that but you know no the intent was to not make them feel um in any way like we were trying to to go over them it, it, it was really almost again i think misguided but an attempt to to be respectful of how important those groups are um that maybe just didn't come off the right way i i, th I just think if you dedicate a, a statue to james outside the wonders ground he'll forgive you so uh, just get that in the works <laughs> i know well well 
Well, we might we might have to. I know we'll get James uh, we'll get James Jansen to to to, to take those cartoon <laughs> images and we'll uh, get them all blown up. Oh, that'd be amazing. So, um, just just switching uh, gears a little bit, just to the, uh, the 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 team itself. I know you talked to to Gary today about this, but um, just just with the shortened campaign, like how happy are you with the the squad and the the depth that we have? Yeah, I'm really happy and excited. Um, I I haven't had the chance to watch them as much as I would have liked, um, but you know from what I have seen and uh, going up to training and watching what I could and you know again talking to Stephen and Matt uh, you know regularly to get their feedback on how sessions are going I think there's a genuine sense amongst everybody that we've got a really great group and you know that's such a it's it's really the the magic sauce when it comes to putting together a team is you know talent talent is one thing um, and we're dealing with you know, a pretty, I'd say, equal base of talent across the league. Um, I think, you know, what you saw with teams like Forge and Calvary last year is they had they had the talent, but but more importantly, they had a group of guys who, you know, really enjoyed playing together and knew each other. And that translated into, you know, just that little bit of better performance that turned a 1-1 game into a 2-1 game or turned a 1-0 game into a 1-1 tie in the last minute like we <laughs> suffered against Forge at home last year. So, you know, but, but, but it's, that small, it's that small of a difference, right? Like yeah. that's, how, that's how tight it is. And I think, you know, that was one of the great things about the CPL last year is, is all the teams were really close. Like, you know, we finished last – um, uh, forging Calvary finished, you know, Forge won it. I think they didn't finish first, but they won the league. And, and I'd say we played Forge as tough in every regular season game as any other team in the league. Oh, there's only like one or two like games that were kind of um, in the league itself that were kind of like, like blowouts. The rest of them were pretty. Yeah. Tight. So, so the, the margin of the margin of winning and losing is so small. And when we assessed everything at the end of the year, and part of the reason we did, I think we talked about this last time we talked, but part of the reason we made the decision to, you know, do what we did um, in terms of resetting the team was, was not as much about the talent. We had many talented players last year. We just didn't have, for whatever reason, the right players to mix with the right other players right and and i think you know the sense i get from uh, matt and steve uh, and being around the players and and talking to them a little bit is that they have gelled already um, in a much better way than we ever gelled last year and we've added some talent at some really key positions um, that can really help make the entire uh, game flow better. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I'm still new to soccer, <laughs> football. So, you know, I'm learning too as I go. Um, but, but, you know, it, it's pretty obvious that, 
that the, the midfield is a, is a critical part of the, of the team. And I think last year we, we struggled there a little bit and uh, now that would be our strength. So I, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see how that all translates. Um, and if that can get us the extra one goal a game, that's the difference between first and last, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but, but, but we're certainly excited uh, and think we, uh, made the change. N- none of the changes we made were we're regretting right now. So I that's, guess that's as good as you can hope for going. Yeah, into the yeah that's good. So um, what, one of the players that everybody was kind of uh, really excited about, and um, we were kind of worried that maybe he wasn't going to make it here to Halifax, was uh, Mr. Marshall. So um, now he's landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, how excited are you to to see him out there? Yeah, really. Uh, pumped that we were able to get him in um you know and 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 matt fegan deserves a lot of credit he worked extremely hard um again the things that just have to happen behind the scenes in terms of you know working through with lawyers and embassies and uh, uh politicians and soccer federations and all the things that went into uh you know getting alex everything he needed to be able to get on a plane and and be let in uh to the country when he arrived um was a lot of work and and i think it's going to pay off for us because by all accounts he's a very you know extremely talented player uh, with a great attitude. So uh, we haven't seen him play yet. He's been in quarantine since he arrived. Um, he, he had to do 14 days like anybody else would. Uh, so he comes out of that quarantine on Tuesday um, next week. So uh, we'll have a chance for him to get to practice and, uh, and, and see what he's got for a few days before, uh, <laughs> before the boys head off to PEI. His head's got to be spinning, God love him. It's like, <laughs> good to yeah. Halifax, chill out for a few days, and then you're back off to another part of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, the beauty the beauty with him, of course, is we've got him on a multi-year contract. So, um, you know, this will be just uh, maybe maybe a little taste of, of what he can do uh, for us. But, uh, you know, we're, we really wanted to make sure he could get in and uh, get a good start so that, you know, he can come back next year uh, that much more ready to go. And, you know, we have a couple of guys that we're making a bet on that we think they can they can be something that, that maybe some other folks haven't. So, you know, this gives us a chance over eight games uh, and hopefully more um, to to see if we, you know, we're going to give those guys their shot and, and see how they do. And, you know, I, I said it to uh, Gary earlier, but, you know, Akeem Garcia is a great example where we're extremely high on him as a club. We, we love him. We think he's got a great attitude we think he's got great talent we think he's got all the attributes that he needs um now he's just got to go out and prove it so uh you know these these games are going to give him a great uh opportunity to showcase himself and uh, prove that he's the man it's so exciting like i mean like, uh, like the good thing about akeem is that he's not just one position he can play in a lot and that's kind of i think is one of the big things about the squad this year is that the players that we have they're not all just like one position that if you know if Steve wants to change the system a little bit he has the players who have the capability to play in different positions so um, I think he's Agreed. done a great job the, the happiest man in the world as well has uh, has re- returned as well uh, John Michael Williams uh, <laughs> 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 how, how important yeah. will he be to the, to the squad now heading off to the, uh, to, to the league campaign I think one of the uh, best uh, things that happened to us was the chance to be able to bring Jan back and uh you know, we, 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 we have him, we had him last year. Uh, he was our leader. Um, great guy, really 
awesome individual, respected by everybody uh, on the team. Uh, and the fact that, you know, he came to the realization that, you know, that was it for him as a player. Uh, but, you know, his, his relationship with Steven obviously is a very strong one. And, you know, the, the city of Halifax made an, a, an impression on him when he was here. And for him to leave his family and come back uh, to join us as a coach, you know, I think, I think speaks a lot to uh, the culture we're trying to build. Um, and we were really uh, glad that he took us up on the offer to, to come and join us as the coach. So it's great to have him. I think uh, he and Christian, um, you know, he was basically uh, uh, not taking anything away from Mike because he was a great uh, keeper coach last year for us as well. But Jan, you know, really embraced the role of, you know, uh, imparting his wisdom and his experience on Christian uh, as a as a player, uh, which you know you don't always get with guys that are competing with one another. Yeah. So you know that 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 showed us a lot about his character and um, his his desire to help. Them the team so uh you know he and christian have a great rapport and a great relationship i know christian's looking forward to him being back um you know i'm sure jason uh will be able to learn a lot from him as well and uh yeah we're really uh excited and, and he arrived a few days earlier so i think he comes out of his quarantine on the weekend um and is able to join the boys for practice uh, starting saturday so that'll be great yeah, it's having characters like that around the uh, the squad just helps so much, and it just bring, it just it's going to give everybody a lift, which is perfect for the perfect timing. So, what will be the the plans then for for everybody for the next two weeks? Get uh, prepared. Well, I think it's it's a little bit of the same in terms of you know they've been training now uh, pretty consistently uh, for for almost a month, maybe even more than a month. Um, you know, we were able to work with Dr. Strang uh, to get permission to start training uh, really before kind of any of the other sporting uh, uh, youth groups or, or, or sports in general had started. So we've been out there for a bit now. Um, we've kind of moved, we've moved into phase three where, you know, the boys are, are able to, to full on train and have some contact. So, um, you know, it'll be more of the same, I think for the next, uh, the next 10 days, um, as they get ready to go, uh, likely the intensity will pick up. I, I'm sure now that they're, they know 100% uh, that, that the uh, season's on and they have some dates to look forward to. They're all going to start to just ramp up the, um, the intensity, which is great. Um, and, you know, they'll be ready for, uh, for that first game, which, you know, we, I, I don't even know the schedule yet, so I'm not keeping anything from you. Um, but, but, you know, I'm sure, you know, they, they've announced that uh, Hamilton – uh, that Forge and Calvary will play first on the 13th, which will be a league tradition year over year. That the two teams from the final will will kick the season off the following year, which I think is a good tradition. Yeah, and uh, and then we'll play, you know, uh, someday after that, which you know would would likely be on the uh, maybe it's on the 15th or the 16th. So um, it's it's going to be here before we know it. You know, it's only only really two weeks away. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of requests uh, at people's jobs to take the next day off. So uh, the sooner we know, the better, I guess, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But remember that the uh, you know we'll we'll basically follow the same uh, format that we have in the past, where 
you know, games will be, you know, weeknight evenings uh, and weekend uh, late afternoons, right? We still want um, as uh, to maximize the opportunity for people to be able to watch these games that's obviously our number one concern um and thing we want right now is if we're going to do all this and put it all on we want as many people to watch as as possible um so so it'll be there'll be some good times you you won't have to worry (laughs) so um how important like as you said there like we're trying to get um people who probably haven't watched the sport before to get involved because there was a good time where everybody kind of been stuck at home a little bit more. Uh, how important is one soccer and media pro in, in getting the word out there? It's critically important for us. You know, they, they've been a great partner. I, I think sometimes, you know, people might forget that we're a second year league um, that, has a production team and a production value for our games that is right up there with, you know, many of the top leagues in the world. And I, I think, I think it gets taken for granted sometimes that, you know, these, these broadcasts, um, and, and I can tell you, we hear it because the, as, as you probably noticed, like we had, we had what four players in the league, uh, get sold on, um, in the off season, the, the reason for that is because the quality of the film that we're producing on these guys is so good. It's easy for teams to watch and easy for teams to see, you know, what they're going to get. So I think the, the media pro partnership for us is huge. And as they announced today, like it, it won't just be one soccer, although I think the one soccer offering is great that, you know, everybody can, can uh, watch every game if they have the subscription. Uh, but we are, uh, in the midst of finalizing and we'll announce, you know, I'll be careful to say how many days, um, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, soon uh, a, a full broadcast schedule with, you know, uh, multiple, uh, what we call linear partners, but, you know, those are your traditional, you know, CBCs, TSNs, uh, Sportsnets, those, those kinds of channels um, that will carry the one soccer broadcast. So, you know, this wow. is all about, this is all about trying to expose the CPL to as many uh, people as possible. Um, and, and, you know, I think we've got a really good opportunity to do that. And, and, and media pro is a huge part of that because they put such an effort and they put such an investment into making the product look good that it, that it pays off. And then we just have to make sure we're, we're doing our best to, uh, to, to make sure that product on the field is as good as it can be. Yeah, I mean, like the, uh, I said, like the production values were, like, I was amazed at how good they were for a first season uh, league because you know, I'm from Ireland and the, the, some of the games at home, it's like it's, it, it, the cameras are like in somebody's house or something, like zooming in on the ground, right? So uh, uh, I, I was really impressed. So um, just, just a couple of final questions because I'm sure you've got, you just want to like sit and relax <laughs> and not have to talk about football anymore. So um, I know that the, um, the one of the offerings was that uh, it's going to be a home or away jersey. Have you had a, a sneak peek of the away jersey? Of course, I designed it. <laughs> and yes. Will people be impressed? Yes. I, 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 well, of course, I'm going to say yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really like it. Um, I really like uh, all of them. I've seen all the teams uh, away kits. Um, I, I think they're 
uh, terrific. I think they're uh, uh, bold and interesting. Um, again, you know, the beauty of sports is that there can be lots of debate. So, you know, what's uh, what's what's great to me might not be great to somebody else. But again, it's everybody's choice whether they want to buy it or not. So, uh, I, I I I I'm excited by them. I, I, I we're unveiling them tomorrow. Uh, uh, so that's going to be uh, Thursday if you're releasing this on Thursday. So uh, today. They'll, they, today they're coming out today. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I think they're they're going to be really uh, uh, unique and special, and uh, I hope uh, I hope people like them. So will we see you at NASCAR taking a, a fashion design course? <laughs> no, you won't. Um, I. I it's a really cool process though. Like the, the way we do it is we, uh, we go, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't, I don't know if we've shared this or not, but, but we go every uh, year to Italy and we actually go to the Macron. What? Yeah. Yeah. The last, uh, the last, uh, we've actually designed, uh, the kits for next year already as well. Um, so we go to Macron and we, you know, we get to go and, and meet with the folks there their marketing team their their owner we get it you know we get we're, we're at their factory we're in their offices and and we spend you know two days um sitting down with their designers and you know talking about themes and ideas and you know what we want to uh have the have the kit represent um you know what are things that are unique to you know where we're from or our area that uh can be translated you know into the design and it's a really fun interesting process which is what allows us to produce something at the end that is not your cookie cutter you know uh, off the rack kind of jersey right it's it's not a it's not they're not all just the same cut with just different colors they're you know each one we, whether it's the collar or the sleeve or the um you know the sublimation of you know different things into the into the background um it's a really uh intense but uh, fun uh experience that that we get to have some input in so you know that's that's why i kind of laugh when you say have i seen them because you know we we've we've kind of lived and breathed them so far in advance and <laughs> in my in my in my own in my own head i'm already thinking about next year's um so so now it's just whether you know what we uh, liked is liked by everybody else. Um, is, is really the, and, and I guess it's probably like that for any creative person is you, you put something out there and you hope, uh, you hope people see the same things you saw when you did it. And, uh, some will and some won't, but that's, that's, uh, that's just the way it goes. It's amazing. Uh, that's so cool that you get to do that. It's uh, so different. You don't. I just couldn't imagine over there with, with the tape measure around your neck and the scissors in your hands. <laughs> so, yeah, fun. it's it's a it's it's a really um, and and that's again one of these core partnerships, the Media Pro deal. But but having a partner like Macron that's willing to you know do that with us um, again, I think just gives us such a unique. Um, opportunity to tell our story as a league out of the gate and and again what i think it's one of those things that we're already are kind of starting to take for granted um that we've got the ability to do that kind of thing um because it's it's pretty cool you know it's uh it's a really unique uh set of set of kits that uh, we had last year and you know the home kits this year um 
I think, again, and we're all really unique and different. Uh, the fact that we could have, you know, Stan Rogers uh, sound wave built right into our home kit is, is a really uh, interesting, cool story that no other place in the world should have that except us because, you know, that's ours. Um, you're, you're a great salesman, and I'm sure people are going to flock out now to get the mine because it's, uh, yeah, just the story behind it is worth it alone. Um, so, so, the, so the last question I have is um, th there's been a lot of, uh, I, I think during this kind of very long off season, uh, the club has done an awful lot of good things to reach out to the fans, like, you know, with the uh, Instagram uh, lives and all that kind of stuff. But one of the very important mm. things is um, the conversation that the club has had and will have going forward regarding diversity. How important is that to the club and um, to yourself personally? Yeah, it's, it's the building block on which the club's built. And I, I truly mean that. And, and I, I think... Uh, sometimes, and rightly so probably, uh, people look at, you know, slogans or marketing lines and, and look at them and roll their eyes and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're just, they're just coming up with a word of the day or something to, to put on the poster. Um, but but that, that idea of together from a ways for us is really more than more than just what we put on our stuff it it it, it is the um, essence of kind of everything that we try to do uh with our staff uh with our players with our fans with our partners um and together from a ways you know really in my mind just means that no matter who you are where you come from what you look like who you love no matter where you're coming from, the aways part doesn't mean just geography. Um, but, but wherever you're coming from, um, you are welcome here. And I, I think that is what uh, we aspire to be in the Maritimes and what you know, we aspire to be in Halifax, maybe not successfully all the time, um, but, but, but try to be. And, and I think it's what we want to be as a place at the Wanderers Grounds um, that makes every person who comes there, comes through those gates, uh, feel welcome and that this is a place uh, for them. And, and I'm really uh, proud of uh, Marvin on our team. I, I think he's done an uh, amazing job of following a passion of his um, and and becoming a leader uh, in you know standing up for for something um, that he uh, really uh, thinks is important and uh, trying to find ways to bring people along and not just stand up on a pulpit and scream and bang fists but you know want to have conversations with people educate people he's educated me he's he's helped me see things differently um, around the whole Black Lives Matter uh, uh, issue and, and situation. And, and I think uh, that uh, was, was a, a place for us to start um, these, you know, Instagram or uh, Zoom uh, conversations. And then uh, just, uh, just last week, that morphed into a, a, a discussion um, with uh, obviously Pride Week here happening in Halifax and uh, the LGBTQ community, and you know, having the same conversation uh, with that group. And we'll, we'll likely 
uh, I hope uh, happen with uh, many, many other groups um, so that everyone understands, you know, that's what we're here for. We're, we're here to provide a, uh, a place for our community to come together through the power of sport and, 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 and have fun. You know, and and we can't lose sight of that. The, you know, we're not we're not saving lives. Um, you know, we're not uh, dealing in incredibly serious issues. Um, we're providing people with some entertainment and some fun and a chance to escape from, um, you know, whatever thing might be bothering them or, or really, you know, be serious and be be something that affects their life. Um, and uh, you know, I'm really proud that that we're able to find a way to uh, contribute um, in whatever small way we can and uh, that's going to be something we're going to continue to do uh, and you know if people don't like that then you know we're not we're not probably the club for them to support and to be honest that's why I think that we all love the club is that it's the club for everybody it's not just football fans is anybody can go along and you're made to feel welcome and it's a uh, You've done a great job bringing everybody together like this. Um, so I really want to thank you. And Marvin, as you said, has done a fantastic job. Like John Michael has got in there too. And um, mm-hmm. I, I was on the Zoom chat last week with, um, for Pride. And like some of the stories that people were able to tell, it, it opened my eyes too. And it's amazing that people are willing to share these things and educate us. That's that's all because, you know, we, we, we all don't have the same background. So, like, sometimes we need to be taught, like, how, how people are feeling and stuff, right? So, um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, the beauty of soccer is it's such a global game with such diverse characters, right? And, 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 and you, you just said that earlier, and I think you're so right. Like, part of what we see as the Wanderers Grounds experience and what we love you know, how we've taken maybe a negative and turned it into a positive with our, you know, <laughs> pop-up uh, temporary stadium <laughs> is, is creating, creating the areas where no matter, how, no matter what you want to do when you're there, if you want to bounce up and down the entire game and scream your head off, if you want to, you know, sit quietly and watch the game, if you want to be there with your kids and walk around and, you know, spend as much time, you know, chatting with friends as you are watching, there's a place for you to go. And, and it doesn't matter. Like you're, you're, you're spending your money to come. So you come and have the experience you want to have, you know, we'll put the game on um, and you can choose to engage with it how you want. But, but it's not about saying only one type of fans welcome and the other one's not. It's, it's, finding a way for everybody uh, to have as great of a time as they can when they're there. So and uh, just the final thing before I let you go, do you think we can win it? Yes. <laughs> so uh, Derek, thank you so much. I, I know it's been a hectic day and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with us and uh, be as open as always. Like it's, like we're really lucky that you're willing to um, tell the fans how it is sometimes. And I feel like we respect your honesty. So yeah, um, I, I really can't wait for this uh, league season to start. I, I'm trying to train myself not to call it tournament. Uh, this season, <laughs> I'm really, okay. I'm really you can call it, you can call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited for to, to see the the guys out there and uh, do, do Halifax proud. So um, best of luck with everything, and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you soon. Uh, you know, I, I I've I haven't been able to listen to all of them, but I've noticed. You know the wide array of uh, people you've been having on uh, your podcast, and you know I think it's amazing that 
uh, you know, you're, you're as welcoming to uh, uh, the players from other teams and, you know, people from the league. And uh, you guys are doing a great job of, you know, just, just building uh, awareness and getting people excited about the league and the sport. So, you know, thanks for all the, uh, I know it comes from a place of passion, but thanks for uh, everything that you guys do uh, to, to help us, you know, move this uh, whole thing forward. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And to be honest with you, I just talked to the other players so we can get some secrets and uh, help us beat them. So. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting to get the. Uh, I was waiting for you guys to send the folio with all the dirt. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got I've got a ton on there, uh, Angus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Derek, Good thanks. Stuff. A, Good stuff. Okay. Thanks a million. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, you you too. Take care. Thank you to Derek for taking time out of his hectic day to talk to us. Thank you to all our listeners for your support. It's really appreciated. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.